This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you every single thing <laughs> that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. And ladies and gentlemen, we have very, very, very exciting news today as... As we discuss the UAE's journey in outer space, we've constantly been talking about the UAE having its eyes on the red planet, exploring the moon with the Russia rover, but news have it, the UAE is also planning to explore one planet that haven't there's nothing i don't think there's any spacecraft that has actually visited that planet since like 50 years if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken we're not going to be revealing which planet the uae is planning to explore but you got to stay tuned to find out more about it yes and news that is happening right here in Sharjah. we're talking about a smart project that will ease traffic jams now we do know at certain times of the day traffic can be a little bit Annoying. ridiculous <laughs> yeah but now we're looking at how technology just might save us time. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about the oldest astronaut to ever go to outer space because SpaceX is actually, or Blue Origin to be more specific, they are planning to take one astronaut and train him. He is a civilian and also the star of Star Trek, mm-hmm. to give you a little bit of a hint. And he's going to be blasting into outer space very soon. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we just talked about very big news coming out of Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram and how they were down uh, two nights ago. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we have, I can say, bigger news yep. because Instagram is considering or going to start removing IGTV. Now, that's a big one, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be upset that Instagram is going to be removing IGTV. It's not going away altogether. Yeah, but they should uh, save their tears. (laughs) Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The red planet, the moon, and now we are planning to explore... Venus. Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard it right. The UAE is actually planning a new space mission to explore one planet that no United States space tourism or even NASA has ever thought to explore mm-hmm. in a very long time. Now, exploring Venus may come as a shock for a lot of people, but right here in the UAE, we do know that everything that we plan to do, there's a reason behind it. So this is actually the first time an Arab space mission goes ahead and plans to kind of explore first off a planet that has not been explored before like Venus and also the asteroid belt that will set an ambitious goal for the UAE to go ahead and basically pioneer the space program. There are many asteroid belts, but one that is nearby Venus that is actually of interest for researchers right here in the UAE. Yes, I mean, uh, the plan does include a craft landing on one of the asteroids, marking the first time an Arab space mission has landed on an asteroid. Now, actually, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, who is the ruler of Dubai, tweeted that. And, you know, Mars has already been targeted by the UAE space program with its Hope probe, which did enter the red planet's orbit all the way back in February of this year. Now, we do know that the Hope is uh, collecting data about Mars's atmosphere by using various visible light and infrared cameras. And, you know... This was a big surprise to many people, and I was very surprised as well. I sent I sent yep. it to Omnia uh, last night, and I was like, whoa, you yes. know, 
<laughs> because it seems that we had our eyes on Mars and everything was, you know, going to curate how to, you know, have life on Mars. But again, the UA has proven that it hits goal number one. It has 8,000 other goals <laughs> in its agenda. And, you know, again, we're looking at how the UAE has shown that the sky is not the limit. Space is not the limit. <laughs> Mars is not the limit. Venus is probably not the limit as True. well. I think we're probably going to go to the sun next. So we're doing something big. My God. Now, when we look at the solar system, Venus is actually the closest planet to Earth. And it was the first to be explored by the spacecraft NASA Mariner 2. But that was actually back in 1962. So you can only imagine how much time past since we've ever thought of exploring Venus once again. But to the UAE, nothing is too late and they are planning to explore Venus next. Now, several Soviet spacecraft have actually landed on the surface of Venus, but none of them survived. And that's because of the intense air pressure and temperature that is found on Venus's surface. So any spacecraft that the UAE will be sending on the surface of Venus has to basically be able to withstand very high temperature and also intense pressure mm -hmm. and I'm very excited to see what rovers are we going to be sending over there definitely I don't believe we're going to be sending any humans because the temperature is out of the world mm. but I'm excited I'm excited I, for this next mission we're probably going to you know see how the atmosphere is again when we learn about other planets we learn a lot about earth as well so you know one of the main reasons of the Hope Probe Mars mission was to learn about Mars' atmosphere and yep. give us a little bit detail of our planet as well. Let us know your guys' thoughts for 215, do it or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we got traffic jam news. <laughs> Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. You know what else connects us? Roads, right? Yep. And you know what else is, uh, you know, has a lot of traffic on it? Roads. You know where we live? Roads. Sharjah, <laughs> right? But ladies and gentlemen, today, I mean, I just had to make it a little yeah. bit, you know, <laughs> weird. But a smart project in Sharjah is going to ease the traffic jams that we do face. Now, we do know at certain times of the day, traffic jams can be a little bit ridiculous right here in Sharjah. And a new project was announced in Sharjah that will reduce the time you spend stuck in traffic by around 20%. Now, the Smart Traffic Control Project will see the latest technology which will be used in traffic signals to check and identify bottlenecks. Yes, indeed. This new, tra this new project will actually make traffic a lot smoother. It's going to increase the levels of safety right here in the heart of Sharjah, reduce collisions, and also put pollution levels down to a low so they're definitely going to help reduce carbon emissions because of the traffic stops that we see all around Sharjah and this came as Sheikh Sultan bin Hamad bin Sultan Al-Qasimi who's the crown prince and deputy ruler of Sharjah and the chairman of Sharjah Executive Council he met uh, on Tuesday with the team and they decided that they're going to go ahead and approve a list of candidates for the sixth batch of the professional diploma for child protection so not only are they going to help East traffic jams with the smart traffic system and the smart project, but they're also planning to kind of intensify the protection methods for having children in your car while driving. I feel like this is a very important step because a lot of the times 
I see a lot of children in the car either not in their car seats, especially when they're at an age where mm-hmm. they should be in a car seat, and also without their seatbelt fastened. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of the time, you know, uh, especially in those big cars, kids jumping all over the yep. place. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of, you know, cute because uh, I'll be in traffic and one and kid just ha- comes yeah. out, he starts saying hi to you, and I say hi back to him. <laughs> then he gets his other cousin or his oh friend God. or something or his brother. <laughs> they come and they say hi to me, and then I'm like, oh, okay, that's great and all. It's funny, but, you know, it's not safe because, True. again, if, God forbid, an accident does happen, these kids will be flying through the windshield. Yep. Right? So we're looking at how, you know, technology, again, is... Uh, here to make number one our lives easier and number two to protect us and to you know let us know that uh technology right here in the ue and in Sharjah is advancing every single day whether it's traffic jams or child protection absolutely let us know what are your thoughts and what is one one tip you would have for anyone driving i think like fasten your seatbelt to me as well yeah fasten your seatbelt i think that's the most important out of them all because a lot of the times you know traffic accidents happen within the split of a second and having your seatbelt fastened can actually save your life instantly but also talking about Sharjah Omnia. Yes, we've got lots to share with you about what Pulse95 has in store for any creative that is aged 16 years and above. If you have a drone and you have a love for photography and videography, we've got one competition in store for all of you with cash prizes up to 30,000 dirhams. Yes, indeed. And all you have to do is mention at Pulse95 Radio in your Instagram post that is no longer than 60 seconds and use the hashtag Sharjah above and you can have a chance to win 10,000 dirhams or a total of cash prizes worth 30,000 dirhams. Do you know participate you have until the end of this month and the yep. winners will be announced in November. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. One man spent his entire career pretending to live in outer space. And now, after so many years, Canadian actor and Star Trek star William Shatner is actually going to space at the age of 90 years old. Can you imagine? Can we say something right now? What? He does not look 90. (laughs) That's number one. That's the beauty of... Okay, I was going to say Botox, but I don't think he's done... Oh, he's done. He's done a couple. He's an actor, but I don't believe... He's, he's 90. 90. He does not look 90. I'd give him 70 max. Same. I was just going to say, I'd give him a 70. Right? And just like Omnia said, he was a Star Trek star and he spent his whole entire career pretending to live in space. And now the Canadian actor will be turning 90 in March <laughs> and he will get to experience it in real life aboard the Jeff Bezos owned Blue Origin flight. Now, they will be set to take off on October the 12th and will be one of four crew members which do include Blue Origin's Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations and Planet Lab's co-founder and even Medidata. How do you pronounce the name of that one? I think Medidata. Medidata, right? And they're all going to be, you know, aboard this flight and they'll be going to space. Yes, indeed. Now, this mission is actually named the NS-18, and it's going to be the second human space flight for civilians. We've seen Blue Origin actually launch Jeff Bezos himself to space back in July, and now 
we are going to be witnessing a 90-year-old actually become one of the oldest people to go to outer space. Now, we've known Shatner to famously play Captain James in the Star Trek series in the 1960s, and he has had a number of movie versions where he was also actually pretending to live in outer space, and now his dream will come true. The Blue Origin trip will be a very short one to many people, but it's actually long when you compare it to the amount of time that people spend in outer space. It's going to be a 10-minute trip, and it's going to be 10 minutes from liftoff all the way to landing. He will be climbing on a very, you know, quite high altitude, about 107 kilometers, and that rocket will separate from the main booster the minute it launches. Yes, and you know, they're going to have several minutes of weightlessness before the capsule does touch down gently under the parachutes. Now, this new Shepard rocket is actually designed to take its passengers on a suborbital flight past the Kármán line, which is by the way, an internationally recognized boundary for space that is actually 100 kilometers above the Earth. Now, fun fact, Shatner yes. will become the oldest person to have flown in space, edging out of aviation pioneer Wally Funk, who was 82 and was the first flight on the Jeff Bezos uh, you know, Blue Origin. Yeah, she just traveled back in July and now he is going to be the oldest person to ever go to outer space. What about the youngest? I think the youngest was uh, a 14 or a 16 year old, and I believe he was also on board of the. Not sure. I th no, I think he was on board of the last space mission. But honestly. Want, let's get an eight year old on. <laughs> honestly, if anything, this actually just opens the door for many people who have always wanted to go to outer space, but maybe have thought that it's a far fetched dream or they're just too old or their body is not fit for it, which it makes sense because to go to outer space, it's not just all about glamour. You have to be physically fit, you have to be mentally fit. Yeah, this guy is proving that there is nothing impossible. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that just goes to show that space... And also, by the way, it is kind of, you know, a PR move from Jeff Bezos to show that even if you're 90, you can, yep. you know, use space travel, space aviation. Oldest, youngest, they'll play on it. First woman, first yeah, man. Yeah, space tourism, right? Yep. Because, uh, you know, they want to commercialize space tourism. They want to make money off of it. And, you know, how are you going to do that if people think they're too old or too young yep. to jump on a spacecraft? Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. If you want to go aboard and use, you know, do some space exploration, 4215, do it slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Tech this out. Tech this out. I'm excited to talk about this story because mm. it has been making headlines for the past two days and so much has happened ever since the news came out. So Facebook, it's been the talk of the town in the past few days because of the big outage that the whole world kind of witnessed. It was the biggest outage since 2008. Mm -hmm. But the outage happened right after the Facebook whistleblower went out. She actually came on a TV show known as 60 Minutes and she... Well, there's the saying in Arabic, it's called Nashrat, you know, nashrat. like yani you put something on a drying rack, basically. Mm -hmm. And she, she revealed she, she, a thousand documents. She yani. took out the dirty clothes, basically. Basically. And yeah. it was it was it was bad. It was really mm -hmm. bad because it actually kind of exposed Facebook way too much. 
in while still using facts and statistics and documents. And these statistics showed that Facebook actually prioritizes profit over the public good. So one example on that would be amidst political events. You would find Facebook actually promoting posts that discuss misinformation about the event itself. Uh, it could also promote you to continuously read more and it would actually, the algorithm would create more posts about the specific political event so that you can stay on the platform mm -hmm. Only Facebook to find out more about the story and not leave it to go anywhere else. Yes, I mean, Omnia yesterday did have this conspiracy theory towards it. And she was talking about how that whistleblower and, and you know, all of a sudden uh, Facebook does go offline. Now, the former Facebook product manager for civic misinformation so if you believe that, mm -hmm. uh, did t tell lawmakers that Facebook does con constantly put its own profits over its users' health and safety, right? And uh, it is largely a result of its algorithm's design that actually steers users towards high engagement posts that in some cases can be more harmful. Now, Omnia. Yeah. Okay. Let's say, right... A post is getting high engagement, right? Mm. Wouldn't you want to see what is trending? Yeah. Okay. Now, even if that thing is harmful, mm. do you think it's Facebook's fault that this post is trending? 100%. Their so, algorithms are the ones controlling what get what pops up first on your feed. And in case you exactly, don't... But, but, yeah. but let's say if it's a, you know, a happy post and it gets a lot of engagement, mm. it's going to be pushed towards your uh, your your feed mm. and vice versa if it's mm. a it's, it's a negative post is going mm. but the algorithm works basically on you know i'm trying to you know be the middleman here yeah right? i get it the but algorithm works that whatever post has the most engagement no. goes up first we've seen that with very recent political okay. events and we've seen with recent political events that certain posts would make a lot of ruckus in the public you know they would get a lot of engagement yeah instagram Facebook, they still pushed those posts down whenever they didn't want the public mm -hmm. to know about them, mm -hmm. you know, without mentioning any specific political event. Yeah, okay. We know that this has happened. So I do strongly believe that Facebook has I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's say maybe the posts you think are trending are not actually trending. Come on, we all know L that Let's say, for example... With political events, some of them are actually were trending worldwide, mm -hmm. yet still on mm -hmm. Instagram. Instagram chose to push them down, and so they were pushed down. Mm -hmm. They were marked as sensitive content. So mm -hmm. that you didn't, you weren't able to see them, mm -hmm. and they even sometimes hid the stories of people who would post more about this specific topic, so mm -hmm. that you did not have access to it. Now, I mean, like I know shadow, shadow banning you, basically. So the Facebook whistleblower, her name is Frances Hogan, actually appeared before a Senate committee, a Senate Commerce Subcommittee hearing yesterday, and. The committee actually promised that this is going to be one of Facebook's toughest congressional hearings in years. The result had an interesting focus. So they didn't focus on political events. They had a big focus on child safety, which is a very sore point for Facebook. Because mm -hmm. just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a new study that was revealed by other Facebook researchers that Instagram and Facebook are actually very harmful towards teen or teenage girls. Okay, and yes, uh, Omni and I were very, you know, uh, vocal on that one as well. Yep. And I've been seeing it, you know, face to face or, you know, at first glance and first, you know, I've been seeing it happen online. I've seen a lot of people, you know, be victimized mm. to those problems. Yeah. So 
I want to ask the viewers, Omnia, the listeners, mm. right? Do you think that Facebook went down because of the whistleblower? Mm. Or is just one big coincidence? Mm, that's an interesting question. Because I feel like Facebook, we do know the cause of the outage or the supposedly cause of the, the outage. Yesterday, Facebook said that it was, you know, a misconfiguration in their servers and, oh. and it was complicated and it took them a while to bring it back on. But who knows? Or my theory of self-sabotage. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Oh my god. Right? I think I think I think you know someone I agree. Someone or you know Omnia mm. how you know they accidentally left the door open for a for a thief to get in? Yeah. Something like that. You know, they accidentally left a server firewall down at a specific <laughs> time when they know people try to get into the server. Yeah. Another thing that uh, Francis Hogan actually brought to light was the way Facebook actually uh, yeah the way Facebook actually deals with a lot of its employees. So she identified different structural issues that makes it more difficult for the company to react to certain scandals. So she explained that Facebook is actually stuck in a cycle where it struggles to hire and that causes it to understaff projects which you know, in, in return causes a lot of scandals, which then makes it even harder to hire. So it's just a vicious cycle that this pattern of behavior causes a lot of problems within Facebook itself that the whole public starts to know about. She also pointed out how Facebook's engagement numbers are often the deciding factor in developing its services. So Mark Zuckerberg, he actually built an organization that is very metrics driven. There is no responsibility about the content in it. The metrics makes a decision on what posts get circulated and what posts don't. So Omnia, yeah. it's all based on what Mark Zuckerberg's intentions are. And what makes the most money. Yes. So you know how much money he lost? Uh, Seven billion dollars. Just by the six-hour outage. Yeah, someone was asking, "What do you mean he lost seven billion dollars? Where did it go? Every minute. Where did it go? Uh, right? How do you lose seven billion dollars? Right? Every minute that we don't. Yeah, true. Nah, I it's guess a, it's it was usage. A, it, was a, it was a meme. A meme. Yeah, but okay. it's like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a meme. It's a joke. He loses two hundred and twelve thousand dollars every minute, ladies and gentlemen. And I guess it all depends. But I actually didn't know that the every minute that we use Facebook back in the day, I didn't know that every minute someone uses social media platforms, mm -hmm. they make money out of it, even if you don't do anything, if you don't like, if you don't comment or. Share. Yeah, I mean the ads are still running. They exactly. go, they do it on you know as if you're watching TV. Yep. If you, even if you don't watch the ad, it's still it's running. still considered runtime on the on their channels. True. Four two one five do it south or on our Instagram at Pulse ninety five radio. But again, it's all about intentions. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, what is worth a click and download? We are talking about the app that 99.9% .9 of people have on their phones. And we're talking about... The Instagram yes. and how they are getting rid of IGTV or sort of getting rid of it. Now, Omnia, mm. do you like IGTV? No. I hate the fact that you can only watch a minute and then you have to actually click on it. Maybe yeah. laziness, but I don't know. I mean, for me, whenever I see a video that is on IGTV for more than 15 minutes, for the, more than a minute or look, listen. I think my attention span on IGTV can go up to three and a half minutes. Same. After, the, like, 15... I saw a 15-minute IGTV. 
I was like, I saw one too. It was some some guy talking about you know uh, health and nutrition. I was like, I'm and not I was gonna like, watch no. that. <laughs> You know what they should add, Omnia? Although you would, you know what's weird is you, or at least I would, I would watch a 15-minute video on YouTube, but I'm not going to watch a 15-minute video on Instagram, like IGTV. Don't know why. Maybe because I'm just Or used they should to... have something called sound playing in the background. Oh, yes. That so, you, like, okay. what's up? What's up has had it for, for a couple, I think a year now. Yep. Amazing. Long voice note, press play, go. <laughs> then you do whatever. <laughs> you know, you take a relax a bit, go on Twitter, Instagram. And the person's uh, still talking. You know, hey, man, I was having this problem the other day. I'm like, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Hope you guys get better. And then continue his two-minute, three-minute voice note, <laughs> you know, in the garbage. My God. <laughs> I, think, I think that's an amazing idea. But when it does come to IGTV, I don't think that anyone has gotten popular over, you know, solely using IGTV. Plus, mm. the Instagram feed is kind of getting, you know, a little bit crowded when it True. goes to... So, for example, Omnia, if you go to any, uh, you know, active influencer, you'll see he has his pictures, he has his reels, he has IGTV, and then he has his tagged photos. True. Right? You got four columns in one page, and then you have his email, his shot. It feels like, oh my God, it's overwhelming. There's True. so many things going on on his platform. So... We're looking at how Instagram is considering getting rid of it. But it's not really getting rid of it. It's more of rebranding. So they're going to rebrand IGTV as Instagram TV. They're getting rid of the exclusive IGTV video format. So now any video posted to the main Instagram feed can run up to 60 minutes long, which I like that. So I don't like the fact that they're long, but I like the fact that you don't have to actually click and watch the IGTV. You can just continue watching it on the feed itself. You'll no longer have to kind of leave the main app to view them. Now, a mm -hmm. spokesperson for Instagram did say that the IGTV app will now be called the Instagram TV app, and it's going to be a destination for people to visit with the intention of watching a video. So unless you are in the mood of watching long format videos, you won't be able or you won't actually Just head to it. Just create a different app. Mm, yeah, but... Remember when they created a different messaging app that no one used? Do you remember that one? No. They did, remember? Really? Yeah. For Instagram? Mm hmm Like Instagram DM, but outside of Instagram? It was something something like that. I forgot what the name was. So kind of like Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Now it's outside the That app. was the worst thing Facebook ever done. Yeah. But I they agree. all... Which is dumb, you know? People like, are still using it, imagine. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like competing against your own platform. What's up? Yeah. I feel like the best thing Instagram did was kind of include or introduce Reels. That was nice because it started becoming like TikTok on Instagram, which I like personally. But um, they've they've they in the past they were trying to push IGTV. Remember how uh, first off they had it only for a minute, and then they allowed people to include content for three minutes, and now you can post up to sixty minutes. Sixty. Sixty. I don't know who would, but you can. TV shows are like 25. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. I don't feel like having IGTV removed will be a big idea. Maybe make reels up to three minutes or four minutes and you should be fine. Yep. The less time on the clock, the more people are inclined to watch. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95.